Hello. We oh, control hey. the stream now. <laughs> if the DM can't get his audio fixed within 15 minutes, we legally win D and D. <laughs> and start the countdown. Countdown's over, bitches. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is I, one of the fellow students rips off the mask, and it is your teacher all along. <laughs> so, hello everybody, and welcome to tonight's newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, The Danger at Dunwater, Part 3. Uh, today is July 11th, 2019, and you are loved. Uh... That goes out to anybody who is currently listening, watching, or not listening or watching yet. Uh, and just remember, you're loved, especially if you come by here, because it's a super cool place to be. Uh, we stream this Monday, Tuesday, I was going to say Wednesday, but that's not true, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as 11 uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Saturdays. Those are our community days. So if you are possibly interested in joining in our Discord uh, and going to our LFG channel, you can find uh, ways to play. This weekend, we are currently going to be playing a game from our dear friend Lazy Bones. So if you uh, are a fan of his DMing style and would like to get into a game with him and myself, feel free to contact me and let's get you there. Uh, other than that, we are still going to be holding our charity event on July 27th, 2019, later this month, where we are going to be helping raise money for the Trevor Project, for Take This, uh, as well as the Tiny Changes organization. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to integrate Tiny Changes into it, but I really do want to help raise money for them. So for every new follower that we get from now until the 20, end of the 27th, I will be putting in some money to help raise money for that because they accept direct donations. So. So look forward to doing that. Also, we are almost at 250 subs on YouTube, which is really cool to see. So thank you to everybody for helping make that possible. Uh, other things, uh, if like that's awesome for supporting the show. And if you want to further support the show, hmm, guys, did you know we got merch? If you go to bit.ly slash adventure merch, you can pick yourself up something cool, like an indoor adventures mug. Uh, you could also possibly get t-shirts, posters, all sorts of crazy cool stuff. Uh, so if you are interested in the show that way, you can definitely check us out there. That's it for my merch spiel. This is one of the posters that you could find in the store, as well as the one that our dear friend Cyberwolf has up on the wall. Oh! Aisha Roberts, I probably butchered your name, but thank you. A dollar is going to be going towards tiny changes in your name. Uh, so, last we left off. Or no, sorry. That's not it yet. Guys, who are you playing? Uh, Dingo, we'll start with you. I'm Dingo. I am she, her. I am playing Hish, uh, who goes by he, him. He is a half-orc fighter. Excellent. Kiana, who are you playing? Mute. Hi, I'm Keanu. I go by uh, he, him, and I'm playing Omen slash him, who go by he, him, or they, them. Alrighty. I am Albus. I, I'm Cyber, and I play Albus. 
both of us go by he him. Uh, Albus is a Kalashtar bard slash sorcerer. Avalon? It's all good. It's good. All right. And Kylan, who are you playing? Hello, everyone. My name is Kylan. Uh, <laughs> I play Jill Fayan, who is a regrettably uh, cleric of Umberly, also a half-elf. Um, we both use she, her. Excellent. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and I shall be your dungeon master for this evening. So it's been a little bit since we last played. Uh, we usually do a recap anyway, so let's get into it. Last time uh, we met, you guys had gone off on a quest that had been given to you by Acquisitions Incorporated to retrieve specific objects of theirs. Uh, as they described it, they were uh, they were the field equipment used by Ac Inc. operatives. And upon retrieving it, one of the members of this band of uh, misfits, their obviator, informed the rest of the party that Albus was in Abilith, having used their abilities to find out what kind of uh, race Albus was before the fight began, only to realize that's that shit's horrifying. Uh, so you guys, uh, well, Albus specifically dealt with this, uh, this traitor of secrets, and you guys made your way back to the temporary Ack Inc. headquarters in Saltmarsh, where you were given your reward of 275 gold pieces, which was pretty nice, uh, as well as given the paperwork to become members of Acquisitions Incorporated in good standing, uh, as well as sign on for any particular jobs that you had wanted. Jill jumped at the chance to become a registered documancer. Albus wanted the secrets of the world trapped inside of a small tiny jar at his waist, so he became a lore monger. Hish decided to wait a little bit about this whole acting thing something is just not really sitting well with him and Ullman, you decided to become an occultant uh you all then went down to the beachhead albus explained the uh situation with him being an abolith and hish rightfully so noped the fuck out and uh you guys all kind of sat on it for a little bit, still agreeing to work together in some capacity, but at the same time, there is definitely an air of mistrust uh, amongst the four of you. Albus, you then uh, went to explain to your wizard companion that you couldn't do Galaxy Brain on him anymore because, well, it was time to move on. Ack Inc. had more knowledge than this guy could provide, and he in a frantic uh, attempt to get you to stay, tapped on your hand where he began to turn into a almost chapstick-like gel-skinned individual and rushed toward a cliff face after you had explained to him, by the way, this is an Abolith disease. Gotcha? Like, it was a really poor version of Punked as this wizard then proceeded to jump off the side of this cliff. Uh, screaming the entire way. Hish, you ended up hearing this screaming man jump out with Ullman. And putting two and two together, you realized Albus was up there. 
Uh, so you had a small conversation with Jill informing her uh, about the situation as a whole. And Ullman, you went and rescued Albus, finding out that, okay, bad things happened here, but that's fine. And then uh, you proceeded to inform your party members that uh, this was just some magical experiment that Albus was helping work on that ended up going awry. How terrible that would be. Uh, and Hish, thankfully... Your suspicions were lulled. Albus was not involved directly with how this terrible thing that happened. And that was when you were all met by a member of Acquisitions Incorporated named Viari, uh, who you have a tenuous relationship with at best. And after forcing him to pick up uh, Ullman's coat and return it to him after Ullman dropped it on the ground next to him, uh, you guys are making your way up to the Ack Inc. base. And, uh, as you all make your way up, uh, the door is once again open for you all to come in. And Omen is, uh, standing his back turned to you. He seems to have acquired a map of the local region and he is currently uh, putting plot points on it. And you can see on this, uh, that on this map, he also has plot points for the different Acquisitions Incorporated uh, branches. There is one that is in Neverwinter. There is one that is in Waterdeep. Now there is you halfway between both of those places. And you can see that there is also a Red Larch uh division of acquisitions incorporated as well and that seems to be at the farthest reaches of the map that they currently have for you guys um and as you all enter viari uh kind of uh steps away and allows omen to speak and omen says to the four of you i hope you've all rested well uh ish the offer is still on the table if you'd like to have any of our fine jobs available at your disposal uh but i would like to say we have our first mission for all of you and it comes from the local governing body they see this as a opportunity we see it as an opportunity an equal growth uh kind of potential apparently you all know something about this there seems to be a group of lizard folk to the south that are buying weapons of sorts they said that on the ship you all captured that is now well your ship lizard men were buying weapons my correct in assuming this yes the uh smuggling ship that we um have uh repoed basically did have um some shipments of weapons bearing lizard men I don't know, regalia, symbols, whatever. Um, plus we, uh, Oceanus are, well, you know Oceanus. Greenskin one. Yes, yes, Good apparently, hair. well, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, is there a, a dog <laughs> in here? No, Jim just barks in his sleep. And you see through an open door, Jim is currently on a bed. One of his feet is kicking and he is barking furiously. That's okay. Yeah. Um, well, apparently Oceanus knows a little about this too, because his people and the lizard people don't get along. 
So he has a personal stake in the matter. Fair enough. Uh, we've located the... I mean, it's not hard to hide a tribe of village or a tribe of lizard folk. We know where they are. It's towards the mire of dead men. I was hoping that, well, I could count on all of you to actually take care of this. When you say, um, take care of this, what exactly are you looking for? Well, uh, the city has agreed to pay our organization a decent amount of coin uh and in exchange we will basically be the, the adventurers for hires that you've known us as that you would go out see to it that this problem is taken care of right that's the part i'm asking about is taking care of is sort of a loose very general term You don't have to kill them. Okay. We're doers here, Hish. Realize that, right? I realize that the only thing you're giving me is that you don't have to kill them, Shrug. But you don't have to not kill them. You just have to make them go away. Got it. Make sure that if they were buying weapons, maybe it's not to actually attack this city. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? But if they are buying it for the purposes of attacking this town, well, this town is where we operate out of now, so it would also be in your best interests to make sure that they don't turn their weapons this way. Got it, got it, got it. Sounds like a job we can do. And how much was the city um, going to pay for this job? The city was willing to pay... Again. Let's just say a decent amount. We're also dealing with land holdings and other things, so some of the payment that we're getting is to help set up our base of operations here. It's a mutual business agreement. Uh, but what you can get is... Sorry about this. I'll throw a lot of paperwork there. It's part of being a documenter. They have agreed to 700 gold pieces should you complete this. Total each total no it's not the highest paying job it's true from what i understand you all well made out like bandits with the last job that you had before you came here so i am appreciative that you went from being freelancers to being contract workers but both choose suppose some of the uh, payment is in the safety of the town we all live in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I imagine just both Hish and Jill are just like looking at Ullman, just like... <laughs> Self-satisfaction is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And speaking of satisfaction, everyone, have you all gotten a chance to look over your your job descriptions? Everything uh, suitable? I actually... I had some quick questions. Uh, that lens, person with the lens, was that Aviator? It was. I think I want to change my job. I don't think the world is as simple as, is this good or not? I put down the abacus. Were you I just going that... for a general good or not? I didn't think about it that deeply. We were here for five minutes. <laughs> I, I think that having lots of information about a situation allows you to make better informed decisions, which is the best you're going to get. Albicious nods. Nods sagely. Omen looks you up and down. You're going to make it big, kid. You're going to do just fine here. I appreciate it. And then uh, he says, set, uh, I'll be taking your Colton's abacus. Uh, Viari. And Viari, you see then, uh, having listened in on this entire conversation, goes over uh, to the... It's more of like a chest where they keep everything and you realize that this is a uh, that this is like a hordes person chest so he reaches in pulls out a alchemist's kit uh, and ends up bringing it over to you uh, Ullman and with a quick exchange uh, you are now officially the obviator for your crew rather than the occultant hmm. Speaking better of at my hip Speaking of jobs, I want the one with the bag. Hordes person. Excellent yes. choice. And then he the he looks over at Viari and Viari nods for a minute and then looks over at you, Hish. <laughs> I just There's a there is a moment where your eyes connect <laughs> and he just like puts his head down and you can just see the sigh that is coming out of his lungs as his shoulder sloop and he turns uh he goes back to the space uh and ends up uh asking you do you have any preference towards person bag <clears throat> i don't know blue and omen you hear a, a brief chuckle and just no 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 we're not talking about colors here, although it's an option. Uh, so your living satchel uh, as a fighter is uh, a thick black scarred iron box, but I like a lot of the other options that they have in here as well. So which of these sounds interesting for Hish? There is a broad belt with, with a dozen hanging pockets. There is a loot case a hollowed out holy tome, uh, a metal case with fine engravings and scroll work, a fur line bindle, uh, which is what you had seen the kobold uh, hordes person that you had met use. Uh, then there is a nondescript coin, uh, nondescript coin pouch, 
a battered leather satchel prone to spitting out multicolored sparks at the seams. A patchwork monster leather satchel with a purely decorative fanged mouth. Purely decorative is in, uh, is in quotes. Or a pocket dimension hidden up your sleeve or inside your hat. Which, for all of you who do remember, Hish does have a wizard's hat. I do? <laughs> you took it from the wizard philosopher, the wizard philosopher with the, uh, with the poison pots in our first few sessions. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm torn between wanting it to look sort of like a fanny pack and wanting it to just be able to pull things out of my sleeve. But the fanny pack is such dad energy. <laughs> <laughs> Fanny packs are fashionable. This is true. Could I change it if I come back and I decide that perhaps the one I chose is not? Of course. Perfect, perfect. Okay, then I'd like one that looks as much like a fanny pack as possible. Those and, are really in right now. And he says, a novel choice. And just agrees. Uh, and Viari roots around for a little bit and pulls out a very fashionable blue fanny pack for you. Yeah, I think Hish is just beaming at Viari and, like, holds out his hand. He definitely hands it over. Just very quickly. Thank you. Holman, like, puts his hand over his heart and you swear you see his chest, like, beat exaggeratively a couple of times. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. What fashion? Oh, speaking of which, do you have a donation bin? I want to get rid of this coat. <laughs> I don't want to be caught dead with the same thing Viari's wearing. I drop it on the table. <laughs> and Omen, you hear Omen just... He snirks. Jim laughs in his sleep. On, like, perfect timing, but probably at his own joke. Uh, and you just look as Viari, just, oh. <laughs> Boss, I hate it here. Uh, and, <laughs> and Omen uh, just, it's okay. As soon as the headquarters is built here, we're, we'll head out and then we can go back to, we can go back to Waterdeep. Just... Can we go to Neverwinter? I, I don't... Uh, it just doesn't really seem that interesting. I mean, you can go to Neverwinter. We don't all have to go together. Uh, and they have a, uh, a few more notes of this banter and then... So, Horde's person, uh, Obviator, Loremonger, Documancer. Perfect. Uh... I'll start assigning the other hirees with the remaining jobs, so don't even worry about it. Uh, but the mission as a whole. We have located the entrance, or at least the soft landing, to the lizard folk area, so it helps that you have a ship. You don't possibly have to go out and 
try and find anything else uh, to take you there. You could, of course, uh, try and get yourself a cart or something else, but I feel like you'll have a easier time with it. We've identified three separate landing areas on the beachhead as well, uh, and it is completely up to you which one that you will end up taking upon your arrival. I trust all of you will make excellent decisions. All right, but how cool would it be if you airdropped us in with your ship? How would you get back? Walk? I don't know. You realize the mire of dead men is full of zombies, right? No, I, I had no clue, honestly. I was just thinking about how cool it would be to jump out of an airship. It would be very cool. And if we could somehow arrange that for a future mission... We can push you out of the like airship. A request form we have to fill out. And uh, he says, there is a there is a non liability agreement. If the magic fails while you are falling after you have been pushed out of the acquisitions incorporated airship, we are then not liable for any damages that would befall you or your person. Documents uh, are if you look inside your ledger you will find a uh you'll find a form for this yep yep it's here <laughs> all right we'll look over that later it's uh it's form 37b is the non-liability 37 that's it yep it's the only t- <laughs> 37 oh my to get to the airship drop all right um all right three drop points make sure the lizard folk aren't going to destroy our town anything else that's it from us all right i figure well we can set out first thing tomorrow morning so that way we can get all of our hirelings in order let them know what's going on Tomorrow morning sounds great. I'll prepare the ship. And Hish turns on his heel and, um, without waiting for the rest of you, just walks out of the out of the Ack Inc. building. I hit him with a never fear, Omen Dark is here! And then I <laughs> stride right out. But you can't say that as you're leaving, because technically you wouldn't be here any longer. <laughs> now, Omen, no, 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 wait, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Joel just follow out. <laughs> We're leaving. Okay, and as you guys all exit the building, you hear the same "Have a magical day," followed by the fanfare of prestidigitation. God, uh, I want to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're going, uh, Omen with his arms crossed looks over at Viari, who just has this despondent look on his face, and says, "I think they're going to do fine here." just kind of nods to Viari as the door closes. Uh, and you all find yourself at the top of the jumping point. What would you like to do for the remainder of the evening? I didn't take it too far with the, the cloak thing, did I? I felt a little bit bad, honestly. No, no, it was a great touch, Olman. You know, I, I don't know what you two have against the guy. Um, I mean, look at him. He just looks like a shit. Also, he is kind of a shit. Presence just irks me. I don't, I don't know what it is. 
I don't really get the same vibe, but you know, I'm not going to question it any further. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's all I got. I want to pick on him like a little brother. Definitely not the vibe I get. Just a just a I, man. <laughs> just I don't a, think of him as a little brother. I just that's just what I want to do. You know, I, the, don't, I don't like his look. I don't like the way he looks at me. I don't like his attitude. Now, I I feel like this is something I, you know, it doesn't seem too far out of Hish's wheelhouse. However, it seems a little malicious for you, Omen. Is why I ask. <laughs> because my friend Hish was having a good time. <laughs> honestly, a hundred percent honestly, that's why I felt bad. Maybe I'll just not participate. I'll leave yeah, that she... to you, Hish. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad we could work through that. However, we should probably get the ship ready, or at least some of us get the ship ready. I don't mind doing some part of that. Absolutely. It's part of your contract, isn't it? Yes, uh, I believe there's a section in there on that. Nope, are no, you, yep, I'm right. Are you going to be drawing up contracts for Omen and Albus as well, or? I mean, should they wish? Omen, Albus, do you feel like you need a um, contract for our our little um, our little crew here? Do you have any specific contractual obligations that you need filled? Nope. Contracts kind of freak me out, honestly. I don't like that I can't understand them. Good man. <clears throat> All right, well, the two of you are free to help me out on the ship if you wish. If not, have a good evening. I'll be there. I have a very cute son. I mean, small friend to see on the ship. Oh, you mean the alcoholic dragon. Yes. You may want to take him for a walk outside or something. I think he's getting a bit of cabin fever. Yeah, I'll do that. Albus, you coming? I will help you, yes. And Hish heads to the ship. Okay. Sounds good. And when you arrive at the ship, uh, Oceanus is currently out for a swim, uh, just kind of stretching oh. his legs, making sure that he's ready for the next uh, the next day's journey. Uh, having gotten word of the acceptance of this uh, of this journey to investigate the lizard men through his secretarian stone. Um, and when you get to the ship, you end up finding Bims uh, laying on his back. There is a little wineskin that was uncorked and kind of left on its side, and most of the wine has kind of lapped out. Uh, and you can see that his little snoot is actually currently just kind of licking at the wine very lazily. Uh, and he's just he's having a great time with this. And when uh, he sees the lot of you uh, coming onto the ship, just... Just lays back down, like acknowledges you, but uh, 
effort. Well, that's not going to come out of the wood. What's a ship without a wine stain? Aren't you supposed to smash a bottle on them anyway? Yes, but I think that's um, it's more champagne you're supposed to do that with. Not spill a wine skin on the, on the deck. That's fine. Whole thing needs to be restained anyway. <clears throat> We're gonna have to, I don't know, maybe move him so we can like clean up around him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. Bims, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself nice when you're drinking. I like pick up the the bottle and I put the cork in and I like put it up on the table. And I uh, look around, realize I don't have my cloak anymore, and I'm like, does anyone have a rag? Uh, Hish opens up a barrel and there's and like pulls out rags or something, whatever. It's oh in there yeah, and just you guys. It. Well, like there is a fully stocked kitchen on this ship. Gelly I forgot. It there, yeah, you guys have a bunch of stuff on this ship. Uh, so I would say in the kitchen there are at least a few rags that could be used to cl- uh to kind of clean up around this area, or at least clean bims. I'll I'll go get some rags from the kitchen. Um, I'm I'm hungry. Is anyone else hungry? Do we have stuff down there to prepare? I can I've, do some cooking. I I think so. I haven't really gone through all the drawers and cabinets yet and barrels, but if there is, you're welcome. You're welcome to make something. I'd be more than grateful. I Omen just nods and runs off to grab some rakes to bims into the kitchen to blaze around on a chair while he does some cooking you know what we could do for bims we could build like a like a high chair or actually might be one might be one in the shed i could just go get it and bring it to the ship i'll do that tomorrow you just have a high chair sure do Oh, well, convenient. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, gathering up a sail, like, pulling it up the stairs and not looking, pointedly not looking at you. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, uh, yeah, you guys all kind of begin uh, sorting out things on the ship itself. Jill has taken up, uh, Jill, did you take the first mate's room or did you take the captain's room after Hish had decided to not stay on the boat after leaving? Um, first mate's room. Okay. Sounds good. And then Oceanus would have taken, he felt like it was in poor taste to take the room that uh, he was held captive in, but at the same time, he just felt like it was really a familiar place, and so he actually has taken up the bosun's room. Uh, leaving uh, the captain's quarters, the room that had all of the hanging uh, hammocks in it, the lizard folks' room, as well as the captain's room, which I'm assuming that Hish is going to be taking. Um, if no one else takes it, Hish will Hish will take it. I'm definitely in the the lizard room 
because that's where Finn sleeps. Okay. And then, Elvis, are you taking a larger room? Sure. Alrighty. Sounds good. For Albus's record, the bilge has been cleared out if he would like to live in the underbelly of this ship. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my god, that's so perfect. So yeah, you have you have little swim spaces that you can kind of it's it's like a terrarium for a, like a turtle or something like that. Like there are little bits of land poking out, mostly water. Like it's very cozy for Albus. Uh so yeah, you guys uh carry on the rest of your evening without really much issue uh jill you managed to uh kind of look through the contract about uh about operation airdrop and looking through it you realize that this is primarily a non-liability agreement uh subclause b was specifically for airships uh in that the way that they typically will go about these airdrops is that they never land the ship uh instead you are pushed out of the airship with a featherfall spell cast upon you yeah i'm just going to tell them that's not going to work out <laughs> Okay. Uh, and then other than that, it seems like the rest of the form uh, involves things like falling into large acid pits. If a extra dimensional space is stuffed into another extra dimensional space while you are around it, you are not liable for it, or Acquisitions Incorporated is not liable for any of the gear that then goes scattered across the astral plane. Uh, there just seems like there are a lot of situations where upon signing contracts for Ack Inc. does not hold them liable for any of the standard adventuring damages that may end up coming through. Mm, go figure. All right. Uh, and then did anybody else have anything else that they would like to do for the evening? I want to pop open my whisper jar. Okay. Uh, what was anything else in it previously? Uh, what you end up getting sounds like a sugar cookie recipe. I will whisper. I will uh, re relay this to Ullman as he is cooking up stuff. Okay. Do I have the stuff? Can I make them? Make a survival check. Because you're also near a town. You have money. It's not unreasonable that you could find these things. 14? Yeah. You have the stuff for sugar cookies as well as what was Ullman's plan for dinner for the crew? Uh, depends on what we had. Ham. You guys so... had a lot of meat. There was a lot of hanging meats in here. There were sausages. There was indeed the large ham that was here, but you and Hish kind of had your way with it the first couple of days that you guys... Or the first night, really, that you guys were on this ship. Uh, I think he notes the sausages, so he preps some cabbage and puts that in, like, a jar with vinegar for a later date. Uh, and then, like, whips up a, a stew. Okay. So a nice hearty stew is made along with a dessert of quite delicious sugar cookies, to be honest. Uh, and 
uh, as you guys are, uh, do you enjoy your meals together? Do you end up just kind of like taking a bowl and then going back to doing your own thing? What is like, what is just basic crew life like? Um, I think Hish would definitely, if there's like, if there's a table somewhere near or in the kitchen or somewhere, I think, um, Hish would sit down with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'd sit at the main table. Oh yeah, I think so I think Jill would want to go back to her room or something, but I, I think Hish would have been like, "Nope." <laughs> you signed the contract. You're part of the crew now. Crew eats together. You know, there wasn't anything specific about that in there, but I suppose I'll write it in later. Mm. <laughs> That's how contracts work, right? No. <laughs> well, Omen, all of this looks fantastic. Thank you. No, no problem. It's nice to cook again. It's been a while since I've had access to a kitchen. And it certainly beats um, really anything at the snapping line at this point. It doesn't smell like fish, and that basically makes it a 10 out of 10 meal. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> While we're all <clears throat> here, I just, um, I wanted to apologize for being so standoffish and I guess anxious lately. Albus, no offense, but um, what I what I saw of you sort of put me on edge, mostly because I don't understand it. I understand that reaction. Part of why I wanted to uh, keep that to myself. Understandable. But I'd like to move past that. But I'm going to need to know if there's any... I don't know anything about Abolith, so I'm putting my trust in you that if there's some sort of danger or something that we need to look out for, that you'll let us know ahead of time? Of course. just dead face inside check <laughs> <laughs> for sure i would also like to do an inside just check eating it. some cabbage staring <laughs> <laughs> that's just a 13 14 Andor, what do i roll I don't know you... if I'm being deceptive or not. Uh, persuasion. 22. Yeah, he seems like he would let you know. I'm just gonna keep eating my cabbage. <laughs> All right. Well, then from your silence, I'm going to assume that there's nothing we need to keep an eye out for immediately 
No, not that I, not that I can remember. All right, moving on. Are there any, anybody have any ideas about how we want to handle this whole lizard situation? I hope we could talk to them if they'll talk to us. Maybe hear out what they're doing if they'll tell us. Omen did say to take care of it, but uh, I'm assuming that does not mean that you would like to murder them. Is that correct? I would first like to confirm that they are going to attack the town if possible. And if they're or not. Or what their goal is. And if they aren't, then we can reevaluate. Well, we Oceanus had a feeling that they may be trying to attack his people, so I think he may have some strong opinions on the matter. Why don't you ask Oceanus? I think he's out swimming in the nude. He oh, he does that, doesn't he? Oh, I should go well, yell I mean... at him for dinner. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, he schnauds. And... I run out to the top of the ship. <laughs> Just yell for him. <laughs> Make Ring yeah, the little dinner bell. <laughs> I, uh... Soup's on! Nobody's around. My hand turns into a bell, and I just... Where did he get a bell from? <laughs> gonna be a town nuisance soon. Uh, Pretty good. I like where this is going. So yeah, Oceanus definitely hears this. Uh, and you hear uh, a dolphin-like chitter as his head pops up out of the waves, uh, maybe about like 150 feet from where you are. Just <laughs> Friend Omen, what is it, good sir? And he's just kind of floating in the water. There's dinner on if you want some. What, what are you having? Uh, I made stew and sugar cookies. Ooh! And at that you see just like he kind of like splashes down into the waves and you just watch as he fish swims towards the boat. Uh, and you see he plunges down and then just shoots upward out of the water. And he in one fell motion just up out of the water and then onto the boat. He is not wearing any pants. He has his hands on his hips. Everything is visible. Uh, and he says... I adore him. He says... <laughs> it's exhilarating, isn't it? Being out on the open ocean? Feeling water covering your entire person? I, well, haven't experienced much of it. I did leap off that cliff, which was pretty cool. Uh, is it safe? I mean, you said you leaped off of it. I was, I was fine. I think there's a specific point that you, you leap off of. Anyway, if you want to get dried off, yes. perhaps... Uh, I'll make sure to put on a shirt. For public uh, <laughs> assembly. And he ends up uh, going uh, into his room to get uh, prepared for dinner. And when he does show up, he, he, is, very, he is wearing... Like a long shirt, very tiny pants. Like the shirt is longer than the pants are, so it just looks like he's not really wearing anything. Uh, and he's just starts munching into this, uh, munching into this stew, just very much enjoying himself. 
Oceanus, it's good to have you at the table. It's, it's honestly good to eat amongst friends. Normally, I mean, Jill, you and I are friends, but it's normally just us for dinner. Uh, not really. It's more of Jill and her paperwork and I sit in the same room. I just don't like eating alone. <laughs> That's true. Yes, I'd like to do... <clears throat> uh, meals like this more often when we can. Um, As your secretary, we just... I shall write it down into our ledgers. <laughs> Excellent. And let's do um, twice a week. Twice weekly. Well, just I team... mean, I'll be here every day, but you know. Team food or team dinner? Is this a lunch, a breakfast specific thing? Let's do a dinner. <clears throat> Weekly. Team dinner. <laughs> he just, he's beaming while he writes it down. Oh, you can Oceanus. see that he has a, a novelty pen uh, with the pen head being a small gym dark magic that he pushes down and writes everything out on. Um, um, we were just discussing the, um, the lizard folk. He tenses up and it looks like his pen's almost about to snap in his hands and he's just, what about them? Relax. What have they done? Nothing. We're just discussing what to do about them. We've been assigned a job. I'm sure you know, but we've been assigned a job. Uh, to take care of them. Oh, yes. Uh, it came directly from Omen himself. Didn't even go through certainty from Omen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was um very thrilling. Um, but I'm wondering if you have any insight as to what the lizard folk are doing. As far as I know, they're gathering forces. For what, I can't say. I, I have no idea. I just know that... Are you familiar with bugbears? Yes. Just like... We... Just like elves. What? What would you say, Elvis? Are we familiar with bugbears? Like, uh, how much they're we... pretty common throughout the Forgotten Realms, most goblinoid races have been encountered at least at least a handful of times, especially from closer to the north where both you and Ullman are from. Um, and he says, um, yes, there are... They aren't necessarily bugbears. They're more of like an aquatic variant, but fr- they stem from the same place, just like we sea elves are almost the same as other elves but we just more adapted to underwater so they're water bears well no are they sea bears (laughs) they're closer to a sea bear they are cold really long name that I always forget because Oceanus does not have the does not have the points and the brain power uh, they are called 
No, that's not it. Coalinth. Sea bear, got it. <clears throat> Do they share a language with us? I. Lizard folk are large enough that they probably speak common. Might have a way of communicating with them. Otherwise. We were with the trading. And you remember that the lizard folk that you had met had actually spoken to you in very broken common. Mm. Do any of you speak uh, Draconic? Nope. Yo. All right. Well, that was the other shot that you had of being able to communicate with them directly. But uh, I, I may be able to communicate either way. Oh, yes! Yes, I remember! You're able to communicate with, with all of us, well, through your brain. It's much easier. So... There's... Our mission was to verify that they weren't going to attack Saltmarsh. What do we do if they aren't? Well, it would really depend who are they if their mission wasn't to attack Saltmarsh. And it was to attack my home. I would I would hope that you would help defend it. Just out of a courtesy to me, if anything. Are there any other settlements in the area that they would want to attack that we would be more inclined to help out with they might be going to water deep in the south but they would have to be surmounting quite a force to be able to go up against them <clears throat> That's I'm, I'm, ju I'm just thinking don't we also have the weapons that were being smuggled on this ship uh no those weapons had been taken by gellen and then you guys were given uh more money because of it cool never mind Thank you for the raid, northern, nerdy northerners. But yes, uh, you do not currently have any of those weapons. They were all taken by the city. You know, I sort of like the maneuver that we did to get the ship. Sending an omen first in disguise. Finding out what's going on. And then if needed, we can come and provide backup. Can you look like a lizard folk? I, well, have to see one, but... You definitely have. The We've three that were on the ship. Oh, right! Bims's former owner's friends, at least? I... We could manage that. Okay, well, that's a, an option, certainly. And if we send Albus with you to be able to communicate, and if things go south, maybe... Does this ship have... Does this ship have cannons? No. This is a merchant vessel. There is no smoke powder here. Boo. You're gonna that's have to see about shame. getting some... Getting some upgrades on this ship. Anyway, we can swoop in, 
we can all fight together if things go super south. I'm vaguely worried for Albus's safety being on the front lines of this plan. Well, I mean, he's a big fish thing. Isn't he, like, all powerful and stuff? Have you seen this man? And I reach over and I grab Albus's, like, sleeve and pull it up and, like, wiggle his arm limply and put it down. You don't have to dangle him like that. (laughs) A little bit of seawater comes off because he was swimming in the bilge earlier. You smell like the bilge. That's okay. That's We have rooms. (laughs) Yes, I... I I am aware that I am not the... uh most formidable of us. I sort of thought that was just <clears throat> after what I saw, kind of a whole, you know, ruse, but... Oh, no, that's not a ruse at all. I'm I'm very weak. I am his hired bodyguard, for real. Wait, hold on. What do you mean he's a giant fish person? <sighs> fish? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, are, are you something like your, like, are you, what, what are you? Have you ever heard of it's sort of a... comparison to a little fish person. May I be like, excused from the table? Like, like no. a halfling-sized fish person, like, wobble, 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 versus a, like, full-sized fish person. Haven't you noticed he's vaguely damp all the time? Well, yeah. Yes, but I just assumed that was because we lived in a coastal town. I'd well, seen him no, go it's... off into the water on occasion. Albus is staring at everybody because he does not know what to do in this moment. Um, oh, she has, Albus is, has sort of a, um, um, we'll call it a, uh, well, it's difficult to explain, but it's kind of like being a werefish, totally harmless. Where sharks are nothing to jest about. No, he's not, not a, a, he's not a that, he's not That's shark. very true. You don't want to joke about where sharks. Uh, well, good thing we're not joking, and good thing that he's not a where shark. Well, what kind of, of where fish are you? A sunfish. Barracuda. <laughs> that's what I meant. Well, then why has he been swimming in the freshwater? Or in the saltwater, barracudas are freshwater fish. I, I don't can, think it matters as a werefish. Can Oceanus make a wisdom safe, please? <laughs> he got an 11. Please you need don't a 13 to not be charmed by charm person. I'm not trying to kill our secretarian. Okay. Uh... It is charmed by us until the spell ends after one hour or any of our companions do anything harmful to it. It regards me as a friendly acquaintance, no matter what I say. Uh, at the end of this, he will know that he has been charmed by me. So telepathically, I will tell uh, Oceanus everything. And you just hear, wow, that really sucks. I'm sorry you lost your memory. 
and uh, then I will say out loud, now, you're acting very calm because I have uh, forced you to stay this way. Whenever I release this spell, are you going to, uh, are you going to have any negative feelings about this? I actually need to check something real quick, because he is an elf, and elves typically have a defense against charm effects. That's true. So I need to check this real quick. Oh, God! I, I believe this um, crew dinner has gone on long enough, and I would like to be excused. Well, you're not excused, <clears throat> Jill. Okay. And she's yeah. giving you, like, the please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do anything to help in this situation. I am the least charming person. Moral support. Stay for moral support. Taking another cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stress uh, eating. So, Endor, at the end of this, uh, would Albus be able to, like, make a persuasion check to make sure that Oceanus doesn't kill him? Uh, yes, he does have advantage on the save. So, okay. there is a chance that he could still fail again. He do. You're fine. Okay. Uh, why would you... Why would you charm me? We're friends, aren't we? I would like to think that we are, but some people, uh, don't take kindly to this news. No. Honestly, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about it after this whole thing. I immediately release the spell. And as you release it, he just sort of looks at you wide-eyed. So twice weekly? Good dinner? <laughs> Thank you, Olman. I am going to go for another swim. Insight was... check. <laughs> Do the just, a, just a how you feeling, can buddy? I, can I make an obviating insight check on him? Also gonna make an insight check. Uh, I'll say yes. That's another 13. It's a 15 for a hit. Natural one for Alvis. Only a seven. So, Albus and Ullman, the both of you are, like, Albus or uh, Ullman, you're kind of like, oh, he seems, that's, eh, he didn't even finish all of his food. That's kind of weird. Albus, you are oblivious to this. You think, he just, he wants to go for a swim. That is what brings him joy, clearly. So why wouldn't he go and do more of that joyous thing? Uh, Jill and Hish, the two of you think that he... Might be going out for a pack of smokes right now. Never to return, or just needs a moment? You're not really sure. He seems just... very perturbed by the information that he just gained. And is definitely standing up, making his way out onto the deck of the ship. Um, Hish stands up and goes... <clears throat> Everybody's excused, and oh, uh, thank God. <laughs> he's gonna no follow. After dinner song, but that's all right. I was feeling tired anyway. I'll I'm taking a cookie to up. go. <laughs> oh, Hish uh, turns around. Can you pack a couple uh, to go for me too? And uh, is rushing up. 
to catch up with. Be in oh, your office. <laughs> Thank you. And he, you just hear, and when you see Oceanus, he's just taking these deep breaths, wide eyed. Uh, and he looks behind him very, very quickly and with eyes full of danger and concern. And then realizing it's you, Hish, just. You all, you all know what he is. And you're okay with it. I'll admit that I don't understand what he is. My reaction when I saw it was much like yours. Oceanus. I think they're a little different because I know what he is. That phrase means something to me. It means something to my people. This is bad. This is terrifying. And you're just On, okay I'll with admit it. He was kind of ugly in that form, but I didn't think that, you know, comparatively to like his, his current form. Looks have nothing to do with it if anything can you come to my room uh, i don't want to be sure. here out on the deck really in case and he looks behind you at the room where albus has not left yet uh and you guys make your way to his room and he says has anyone that you've known since Albus has been here, has, has anyone had weird things happen to them? Um, on, I mean, on the ship? N no. No, it, it doesn't have to be I mean, be Omen turns ship. into a goo man, but goo thing person. But at least he's been up front. Right. And slimes typically aren't incredibly dangerous things. If anything, Olman is the most dangerous half of that pairing. Oh, you're not wrong. I think I need to sit down. I think I do as well. And uh, he offers you one of the two chairs that is in the room. And he says, There are civilizations lost civilizations under the waves, old kingdoms, ancient places, where aboliths are regarded as gods. And they were not kind. They were not caring. They created monsters like themselves to seek out their bidding. Has anything happened to anyone in town? <clears throat> I mean, someone just jumped off the um, the jumping point um, earlier today. It was not the jumping point, and that's what made it weird. Was that the jumping point's the safe one? This guy just ran to a cliff edge. Right. Sorry, yeah. the cliff edge. No problem. He um. I mean, it was kind of weird. He kind of looked like he was covered in not really goo, but like petroleum jelly. And at that, you see Oceanus's typically uh, kind of green skinned face go a very pale white. And he just says, 
your friend did this? The one you call your friend? He said he didn't. He said he didn't have anything to do with it. He said it was an experiment gone wrong with his wizard friend. That's what Aboliths want. They want you to believe them. But Ullman said it himself, too. Ullman wouldn't lie. Ullman wouldn't lie. Did Ullman and Albus come together? Have they known each other from before this? <sighs> there is possibly a chance that your friend Ullman might not have even known he was lying. Albus might be telling him a version of a truth. This is what the Abolith want. Albus doesn't seem dangerous, though. He seems... I mean, at least physically harmless. It's not their physical form that you should fear. It's their mind. An intellect that spans eons. Every one of them connected to each other, plotting, scheming, vying for the day where they can destroy the gods that banish them from this realm. Well, shit, Oceanus, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'll admit, he's really good at helping us get these jobs done. And on the one hand, I... I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. I I have a kid at home, and I can't be bringing an abolith around, but I also can't not be bringing money home. I have to tell my people. You can't. Not not yet. I may owe you my life for saving me. But I owe them my honor for putting me in the position where I am. If I don't tell them about this, if I don't tell anyone about this, how am I supposed to sleep at night knowing that there's one of them right over there? Because I don't think he can do anything yet. I saw the way that he fought when we were on the ship. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just magic. You can't act hastily. Not right now. I have to tell head office. You just give me time. I, I promise I will not let anything happened to you, and I will not let him out of my sight. I trust you, Hish. But this is something that I... I don't know how. If he's on this boat, I will not be. He tried to, he magically influenced me to believe it was okay. He was scared of your reaction. Was he? 
Do you know if it can even feel fear? I don't. I'm completely lost right now. I'm to think of these people as friends, but apparently they are lying to me, and apparently Albus is more dangerous than I thought, and I I just need time to figure out what to do about it. Please. Tonight I sleep beneath the waves. I will join you on the excursion tomorrow. But I have to get away from him. I have to leave his influence. If there is any here. I'm sorry, Hish. I'm sorry, too. And he opens up the uh he opens up one of the portholes and much in the same way that you guys had climbed into uh into the ship to begin with oceanus then hops out into the ocean yeah i think hish um watches him go and sits for probably 30 minutes um before he goes up to the captain's quarters and takes the uh, wrapped up cookies that Jill left, or just the loose cookies. I'm not sure what she did with it. They're, they're wrapped up, and there's a note that says, you probably owe me for this, Jill. <laughs> um, he folds that up, and he tucks it into his cloak pocket, one of the many pockets. And um, he heads, he leaves the ship, and he heads towards uh, home. Okay, sounds good. And then what are the three of you doing? The remaining three. Um, I think in Hish's absence, Jill is going to like do more of like the ship preparation type stuff. Like earlier she was doing paperwork, but um, I think she's going to like go do knots and like, I don't know. Kind of like be near the wheel and stuff and kind of like mess with it and just be like, oh, old times. Uh, at some point, Albus is going to go up to Jill. Uh. So I would like to post because we because we do have a cutoff point for our friend Dingo. So would you like to have this conversation when we return from break? Yes. All right. So we are going to be going into our break uh to allow me to kind of change the layout and get everything prepared because sadly dingo does have evening shift tonight so uh we are going to do our best to bring honor to the sun guard name uh and we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch pick yourself up something nice and with that we will see you guys shortly all right everybody bye everybody and welcome back we are currently down a party member but that won't stop us from having a party and speaking of parties albus you were on your way to go and speak with jill fan is that correct uh hi hi jill 
Albus. You you spend a lot of time on boats, right? <laughs> um quite a bit, yes. So uh, I'm sort of having trouble figuring out my place in all of this, like what sort of jobs do people normally have on these sorts of voyages? Like, I know you have your very important standing around looking pretty job. Well, no, see, not not on this ship. I specifically wrote up a contract to where I would have more duties. Thank you. But there is more that people do. I mean, uh, it depends. Do you want to know about everything? Are you interested in a certain type position? I don't mind telling you about what there is to do on ships, but... I'd more like your opinion on what I should be doing here. Well... What would you say your skills are? Just blank silence. <laughs> mm hmm. So a training position. Um. Well. Um. Indoor. Uh. Just yes. from possible um roles that one might have on a ship. Are there any that I think could possibly be a good fit for Albus, or should I just like? run through the list and be like, well, da 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 Are migraines a skill? <laughs> no. Surgeon or know. quartermaster might be good for him. Quartermaster is helping with the actual navigation of the ship itself, and he does seem to be akin with swimming around and doing, doing nautical-related things. So quartermaster could be a good one. Um, well, if you're interested in, um, navigation, you know, Quartermaster could be a good fit. All right. Navi oh, navigating, okay. like, steering in a direction. Well, yeah, you know, helping chart, plot the course and... You know, it doesn't really matter who steers it per se, so long as, you know, you know where you're going and have to have certain knowledge of maps and, you know, uh, weather conditions and how that might affect the, your potential routes and, well, goodness, I'm rambling. Um, quartermaster. All right. Is that something that you usually have a contract for? I mean, it's, you could, yes. Would you draft one for me? Albus, you may not know this, but earlier whenever Hish was bringing up the contract thing, he was trying to prove some point to me. What point would that be? 
that were not workers, but were compatriots. We don't need contracts to bind us together or whatever. Okay. But if you're like myself and you like having um, those things clearly defined, um, contracts aren't a bad way to go. Do you think it would make Hish happy if we had contracts? Or would it be better if we just didn't? and assume those roles. Honestly, um, I can't say for certain. My inclination would be, no, he doesn't want you to have a contract, but um, you know, given circumstances, um, it might not be a bad idea. In circumstances? Well, you know, no one's really sure what you are, Albus. I personally don't have a problem with it. You haven't done anything to slight me yet. Of course, if you do, there will be consequences. But, you know, others are not certain, you know, what you're capable of and what you might do. And I don't know, maybe having something defining what you will do what you won't do could be comforting. He's thinking a lot about this. I've probably said more than I... I'm trying to work on being more tactful um but i'm not really the best at it i'm sorry well i'll, I'll give you some time to think about it then i'm not really sure what to do here listen i'm perfectly ha happy and comfortable with charting up some sort of contract for you, but ultimately it's your choice. And you know, you can tell me what you would want to put in it. I don't even know where to start. Okay, well, clearly outline rules for, um, you know, what your duties would be as a quartermaster, should you decide to take that role. Of course, I can train you in how to do some of that. I have 
some experience. Um, and, you know, perhaps some other clauses like a, I don't know, a no friendly fire type thing. You know, not little, you know, that you will be loyal and you won't cause any harm to anyone in the party or, you know, might oh. make people comfortable. Okay. Can, can you draft that? Uh, and just with a, <laughs> the, um, the quill comes out and then also from the documancy tube, just like a sheet of paper and just be like, yes, I can. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, not even leaving the deck. She's just going to like sit down, like cross-legged and just scribble away. Documenting montage. <laughs> We're going to need a montage. Uh, and as you are creating this document for Albus, Jill, uh, you actually notice that uh, on your documency satchel had been the Ak Inc. logo and then what looked to be like two kind of tastefully decorated dark black feathers. And as you are crafting this document, you actually see that there is what looks almost to be a kind of magical essence that seems to be coming off of the pages as you write them. And the feathers that are on your bag begin steadily turning more of like a deep blue color. Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, she'll kind of like finish things up and like wipe away uh, like ink. Just be like, oh God, I'm like, on the gloves. Anyway, here. Uh, and he will uh, sign something. Oh, well, you probably should let Hish read this first, but you know, I think signing shows you being proactive, which is good. Right. I believe. I, I hope that I'm not making any of you feel uncomfortable, but I understand. Um, let me ask you a bit of a personal question, if you'll allow me. Go on. Abelis, um, how do they feel about the, well, the divine, the gods? How much of that do I remember? When she asks your opinion on the gods, you feel that there is just like this hot surge that leads from the base of your spine and creeps up the back of your neck and you can't help but feel your entire body kind of tense. Not great. And Not so... Great at all hypothetically speaking of course if an abolith were to 
gain a large amount of power. What would they wish to do with that? How much of that do I remember? That is also partially foggy, but you have your own ideas of what you believe, uh, what you believe you would do with if you had this ultimate god power. You have a br you have a pretty basic understanding, especially after uh, the taste that you got of it while in Lethlung. What most Abolists would do with that amount of power? Seek revenge. Against? Against the gods. Any in particular? I don't remember much. I'm sure everyone has their own particular beef their own scores that they wish to settle and what would you do prove them wrong who the gods um i think you see jill kind of smile a little bit like she's trying to hide it but um, she's just like, okay. That's all. Where does your power come from? Some of it was granted to me. Other parts of it, I'm not entirely sure. I think they were always mine. But I don't know the origin. Do you have gaps in your memory as well? No, it's, well, these gloves are dirty anyway, I might as well show you. Um, and she'll take off one of them and you'll see the back of her left hand is, is clear, but uh, on the right hand there is like a kind of blue, kind of glowing kind of symbol on her hand. And the skin around it is kind of like reddish purple, almost like it's a little bit painful. As soon as Jill takes her gloves off, Albus's hands tense, and he slides them into his coat pockets. That's why I keep on the gloves most of the time. Sorry. Does Albus know what this is? Make a religion check. Nine. It seems religious. 
she's a cleric maybe and like you haven't really ever seen her whip out a holy symbol before there might be some correlation to that and you've always had this well yes but it got more pronounced uh after a certain point and I find even now that it's grown stronger still where once I was just able to do this and she'll cast a little gust cantrip uh, now I can create something a little bit larger and that's very new I just tried that for the first time whenever we um, took on those rogue Ak Inc members so don't really know what it means but don't know if it's some blessing some curse i don't know if umberly gave this to me or why she was interested in me but there, there's your answer i guess would you like me to try to find out more well i certainly couldn't say no to that what do you what do you want in return Nothing. Well, I did write up the contract for you, so I guess you know it's fair. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you for, for talking. It's no problem. Good night, and he'll walk away. <laughs> oh, don't forget this. Here you go. Right, and he will uh, very gingerly just like reach out for the edge of the paper. Look, it's not going to hurt you, okay? I, I know. I believe you. Okay. All right. She's going to, yeah. And Ullman, what have you been up to? I've been assuming that you were like, well, everybody left their dirty dishes. <sighs> and have just kind of been on dish duty during uh, these other side conversations. Yeah. So I, I think I take care of dishes pretty quickly. And then I wanted to, how late is it? At this point, it is the mid-evening. It's not yet gotten so late that you can't really go out and do anything else. Uh, but it is still dark out. The moon is pretty, uh, fairly high in the sky. Um, is the store still open? The general store? Yes. Uh, the faithful quartermaster is indeed still open. Cool. Then after I'm done cleaning up the dishes, I think I would stop outside at... Out Do we even have any money, Elvis? <laughs> I know we put a bunch down on that item. Do we, we don't have anything, do we? <laughs> How much do gloves cost? <laughs> I'll say gloves will cost a total of one silver. Sweet, I've got that. Okay, cool. I'm going to the store. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, you managed to pick up a set of uh, 
pretty decent leather gloves actually for a silver piece cool and then i would go look in the build for albus i guess yeah that's where that's where he is he's just uh like leaning up against the side uh like side of the wall i think my head like pops like just straight down and like scans like ah there you are uh, I. What's? Sorry about the uh, botched cover story. <laughs> Fine. Need to... he, he would have found out eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, but I need to get together a good cover story that I can recite believably. <laughs> I'm not going to force you all to lie for me. I am not lying for you. I understand how some people might react to you, what you are. And I think that if they can be demonstrated the good in you that I think I see before they learn the news it might balance a little better i'm not following i don't think you're a bad person if i need to buy some time so that others can see that i'm willing to do so okay Anyway, uh, you mentioned that the thing happened when it touched your hand, so I got you these gloves. Thank you. I, I, we can't really do anything about people touching your face, but hands are more accident-prone. Uh, and out. Albus will, like, uh, mage hand across the room. Uh, the mage hand looks different now. It, it, it is now a tentacle. Uh, it, it is now an Abolith tentacle, but uh, it'll just, like, reach around and grab the gloves. I like the tentacle. Oh, it was... Albus, uh, he seems a little bit confused. Uh, right. Like, this isn't a new thing for him. I always uh, wondered what my magic would look like if I could cast anything. Would you... Do you think that you would like to learn? I... I have the headspace for it, but... I'm a little soured on that area I guess I don't know I my skills lie elsewhere I guess uh, I'm I think I've taught people before maybe maybe I could, you could give me a basic intro lesson I wouldn't mind I'd certainly appreciate spending more time with you Grins broadly. 
uh, and he'll put the gloves on. Thank you. Yeah. See you bright and early in the morning tomorrow. We've got some lizard people to diplomatize with, I hope. Yeah, I'm re really not sure what we what it is we're doing. Maybe there's like some sort of undead menace because they, they mentioned zombies. Maybe there's a ghost and they're gearing up to fight the ghost menace. I'm going to get Jofe in that ghost at some point. I don't know if we're ever going to see a ghost, but I got to try. I'm sure we'll find one soon. Well, uh, have a good night. Good night. All right, and Ullman, where are... You said that you were uh, camping out in the lizard men's quarters? Yeah, I pick up Bims from the kitchen who fell asleep, I think, on a chair and, like, take him into the room and I, like, put him up in the rafters and lay down in one of the hammocks. Okay. Uh, yeah, so as you all are uh, coming around and kind of finding yourselves going to sleep, uh, Ullman, as the rocking of the ship kind of lulls you into a sense of sleep uh you you feel your you feel like you're being pulled somewhere and you don't necessarily know why um it feels almost like ham is being drawn more so than it is you um mostly in this it, sort of in the same way as when you see something that you really like or in the same way where you originally jumped off the jumping point where it's much more ham wanting to do this necessarily than Ullman. you feel your body starting to uh like starting to want to try and move these more humanoid parts uh on its own uh while still like trying to maintain you as a sense of sleep And as you kind of stay in this knife stasis, uh, Ham plants both feet onto the ground, stands up, kind of turns around towards Bims. And you can experience all of this. You were feeling it, but it seems like Ham is actually kind of moving in your body at this point. Uh, and you go out onto the deck. Uh, and at this point, it is around midnight. And you can hear the waves crashing uh, off towards the uh, off towards the breaking waves, both at the jumping point as well as at the area where you saw that the man had jumped earlier and lost his life. Uh, and you continue walking, or at least you feel yourself walking into town. And you can still see that there are people kind of milling about. Some recognize you and wave uh, and ham just waves back at them uh a much looser much uh but with the same amount of bravado that you normally deliver and you look up towards the uh towards the jumping point where the ack ink base is and you can feel yourself kind of shake your head no not that one 
and then you actually begin going over towards uh where you would saw the man jump uh previously and ham in your body approaches the edge of the cliff and sits there and just kind of stands and rocks his feet back and forth a little bit and you see a hand extend out and a small rock just sort of forms in your hand and then falls and you watch it fall and continue falling until eventually it splashes into the waves and is at that point that ham turns around takes a few steps behind seeming to be walking away from the situation and then with a quick heel turn you feel your body rushing towards the edge of the cliff do you try and stop ham at all let's go boy <laughs> okay so i say thank uh, you the man <laughs> as as he is heel turning i'm like oh let's go <laughs> this is gonna hurt though i promise okay uh so ham just full on knife hands running uh makes his way over to the ledge and make an acrobatics check 24 okay much farther than uh the individual who had crashed along uh the rocks below had taken you end up jumping off this ledge in the middle of the night and in your night dive heading towards the water you rolled well so you're only going to be taking half damage which is solid so you'll be taking a total of 15 it was going to be 30 but luckily you saved out so good I would have still been conscious by one. Okay. Either. All right. So, uh, as your body splashes into the waves, you feel, okay, we did it, boys. We managed to, to swim farther out on this rocks. Now we can go home, right? Uh, as you continue to kind of spear through the water, you see that actually very close now to where you were there is a large rock and you come fully into this shape underwater and your vision goes dark and it's strange for you as a knife to then lose your vision from this sentient creature but you feel that darkness kind of wrapping around you i immediately like poke at him Ham? Ham? Are you alright? And there is no response from Ham. Oh. I just have to wait. And you can feel, as your small form, the waves just carrying you. And you feel it you feel yourself fall all the way down to the bottom of the sea. And then that is when these waves just kind of begin to carry you. And again, you don't have vision. You don't have a means of actually knowing how this is happening or where this is leading to. 
and in the darkness eventually you feel something and it's a familiar feeling it's the feeling of sand underneath your fingers and this isn't ham's fingers these are your fingers and as you are laying there feeling the sand underneath your fingers you can also feel wind washing over you and as you look up you can see that there is rain now splattering against your face and the sky is dark it is full of these deep rolling clouds and you can hear thunder cracking off in the distance and as your vision focuses you see standing before you uh kind of off towards the waves looking out there is a woman and she has very very dark hair almost black but you can see that it almost shines with a bluish greenish color and she is wearing these very dark blue green robes that have very vibrant trim along them they almost look similar to the style of clothing that you've seen jill Fayen wear and this figure looking out at the waves says you're really going to do it aren't you do, do what and she looks over towards you and you just see that in the space where her eyes are it looks completely normal except that the pupils themselves are just again the same vibrant bluish green color that looks like they are beyond depth it is like looking into the bottom of a clear lake where it looks like the bottom is just within hand's reach but you know that it's really dozens of feet down wow your your eyes are really gorgeous and she squints her eyes and looks at you are you not afraid? I'm not entirely sure what's going on. I haven't looked this way in a long time. And she kind of looks you up and down. And what does she see? Uh, woman has a, like, kind of round soft face uh his hair is kept short and kind of looks uh constant bedhead uh he's got kind of large ears and a a, a big old nose uh but he, he's charming in a, a very woodsy sort of way and she says normally when people wash up on my beach they grovel give me offerings demand salvation and yet you compliment me do you know who I am I'm guessing assuming you, you're umberly no and at that you see the hint of a smile cross on her face for just a moment and as it does lightning actually strikes between the two of you 
and you are blinded for just a brief minute and when you look back you again just see this woman but she has uh, a trident in her hands now and you can see that there is just what looks to be a massive wave coming up from behind her I am the queen and I am honored to be in your presence your kingdom is beautiful and you watch as this wave is just coming closer and closer. I watch. And she points her trident towards you and says, Beg for my forgiveness and I'll let you go. You were stupid I enough to die in my seas. Don't know what I did that needs forgiving. I mean, it really wasn't my choice to jump from the cliff, though I did encourage him to do it. And as far as I know, I'm not dead because I can't drown. You would be lost, swept beneath the sand, a treasure to crustaceans only. Then what would you do? And the waves are much closer now. They seem like they are about a hundred feet high, just wrecking the countryside, seeming to have come from some place far inland. I... Well, the thought of not having a body again terrifies me. I don't actually think what you say is true. I think, I think my friends would look for me. And, well, I don't know, at least one of them's good at swimming and knows what to watch out for. And at that, the wave crashes over her form, though she does not bend to the force of this wave. And you hear bellowing from it. You think your friends would save you from drowning? You think your friends would rediscover you? Really? No, but I can hope. And as the wave is about to strike you, it parts. And you watch as it seems like the entire ocean was just dumped over you, but it is split until eventually it washes by. And Umberly looks very confused at you. Why, why don't you cower? Why aren't you afraid? I don't know, maybe a hundred years, 80, well, 60 of them as a dagger gives you some perspective, but I've already kind of given up on my life and well, this time with Ham is been amazing and I wouldn't trade the memories for anything especially now that I can't remember near as much as I used to but I don't know I don't understand why you would hurt me it's because of who I am don't you see that you're the sea the sea is violent. vengeful is angry will strike you where you stand. So why are you not afraid? 
Yes, 60 uh, years is a dagger, but I've threatened to even take that away from you, and yet here you stand. I don't think the sea is something to be feared. You're as natural as anything else. And you just demand respect, which should be given, because you are dangerous. And her shoulders kind of slump. She still has a, a fierce grip on her on her trident, but she just looks Provides at you, and you can so see much. that the much more godly visage that she had before kind of just kind of falls away, and standing before you is this... It's a, what looks to be almost like a half-elven woman. Like, there is some sort of elvish heritage there, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of of full one way or the other. And she says, the, the reason that I demand respect is because the people have lost their way. They don't give freely anymore. If they aren't going to give freely and I must survive in one way or the other, then I must take. But you... I've heard your questions to my subject. Every time you have asked, you've always done so within my domain, or above my domain, in the case of the diner. Why do you think that I am like wolves? I think that the sea is part of the natural order, just like the wolves are, just like the land quaking, just like the storms. The wolves will feed. In turn, they keep the herbivores from overeating. The, the, the plants flourish, providing food. Everything has its place, including the sea. And you give us so many gifts, the fish. We can travel swiftly over the surface. And yet there are those that damn my name every chance that they get. Well, then that's a mistake. It's stupid. And what would you do? I mean, your respect should be paid. I don't know. It's. I think you're misunderstood. I assume by the fact that I'm not dead, and well, you're not looking incredibly scary towards me. That that prospect has piqued your interest. You're a very interesting man, Almondark. Very interesting indeed. I'm just determined to do the best that I can. And at that, you see her kind of eye you again, and she says, I believe you. You will pay your respects. Of course. And I bow. 
forehead to the ground. And uh, as you do, she says, uh, I'm sure others do as well. And with that, uh, as your head is pressed up against the ground, you feel your vision go dark and the waves overtake you again. You kind of feel that rocking motion, that gentle rocking that comes with the waves. And that is when you feel nothing for a brief moment once more. And then the familiar sand underneath Ham's fingers. And as you look around, Ham is currently walking at the bottom of the uh at the bottom of the ocean kind of walking up the sandbar your olman head had been very smashed and mangled on this rock but ham being who he is just and your face goes back to looking normal perfectly fine and you swim up through the waves and then find yourself once more on the shores of salt marsh hey buddy how you doing and there is just a sense of of exhilaration like you can feel the place where your heart would be like it's bumping but in the same way as you had kind of made it uh during the encounter with the ack Inc. crew i'm glad you're having a good time I had an interesting experience while I was gone. I don't know if you've noticed. And the feeling that you get back is hungry. Yeah, we'll get you some food. Maybe a massage. God, I would love a massage. Ham doesn't know what a massage is. You would love a massage too. Really, it's great. Uh, They like deeply rub your body and it do you feel sore when we work out like your muscles no you don't feel it <sighs> you just you feel your head shaking no damn that's one of my favorite parts well we'll figure out other things that feel just as nice you enjoy this. Maybe let's not jump from such a height next time. Or inspect the landing area first to make sure there's no rocks to smash into. Uh, and the response that you get was, uh, it's kind of like the rock itself was one of Ham's favorite parts. All right. Well, just ask next time. I, I'm sorry. I've been ignoring you with all this going on. I, I've been asking you to put aside your, your wants so much. And I, I really appreciate it. But, but please, if you, if you want to do something, let me know. And uh, Ham just smiles broadly and you can feel the smile. And the very few people who are still out just look at you having this like nods smiles says a few lines to yourself they think you're you have you've lost it they have watched you swim up from the shore and are currently talking to yourself so weirder things have happened in salt marsh today uh but you managed to make your way back to the ship 
and find yourself uh, a decent night's rest. And then the next morning, uh, you are all able to wake up without issue. Uh, Olmed, it is going to take you about uh, an hour longer to get your rest uh, compared to everybody else, but there really doesn't seem to be any issue. Uh, and Jill and uh, Albus, you two are going to be the first ones up. And as you make your way to the deck, uh, you see that Oceanus is currently in uh, is currently in the process of talking to four individuals at the dock uh, that are looking at the ship, and they each have a uh, piece of Ac Inc. Uh, equipment on them. They each have a badge or a seal uh, of some sort to kind of let you know that these are the people that you have been waiting for. Um, and Hish is making his way uh, up the street. He kind of seems to have acknowledged Oceanus. Uh, and after a, a quick look of just uh, what seems to be a, a heartfelt thanks, uh, uh, Hish will come up onto the deck uh, and to you, Jill, says, uh, I think they're going to need a documenter down there if they're going to be joining the crew. Right. Yes, um, I can certainly accommodate that. All right. Um, so, jobs for people. Um, have we talked about what your job was going to be, Jill? Um... No, not in the ship sense. However, I can fill in any role you need. And Hish just nods and says, uh, Well, uh, wait for me to get to know the rest of the crew, and then we can suss out who needs to do what. Oh, by the way, I think Albus is going to broach you with this later, but, you know... I might as well let you know now. Um, he's interested in learning a bit of navigation. Uh, for sake of being quartermaster, I'm happy to show him the ropes. Um, but uh, he he wants to make himself useful. And Hish just quietly nods. Well, um, he can be useful helping set up the ship. So... Let's do that. And then uh, Hish will just kind of deep breath and then uh, begin kind of directing uh, you, Albus, and you, Ullman, to help out around the ship as as best he can. Uh, and Me? Uh, yeah, Ullman, you are also getting asked to help out around the ship. Oh, I would have popped up and been like, sorry for sleeping in. I'll get coffee started and breakfast. Okay. Uh, and when you say coffee, you see Hish has this, oh my god, thank you, look on his face. Uh, as, uh, the, the smell of it is sure to at least brighten the, brighten the days of everyone, uh, on the ship. And Jill, as you are getting to, uh, as you kind of stand next to Oceanus, Oceanus just looks at you and just kind of uh then looks back down at the ground he's still feeling a little bit on edge considering everything that came out last night 
uh and also knowing that you knew and as a as and he feels like as a cleric that's really weird that you're okay with this but he's not trying to make a big deal of it uh and the four individuals that are uh positioned in front of you is you see that there is a small very green-skinned individual uh sharp teeth but their ears are uh swept back behind their head uh with more of a uh a ring around them to kind of keep them back and they do seem to be a smoother individual uh and they are just kind of nodding along looking at the ship uh and then you see that there are uh that there is a gnome as well he's kind of an older looking uh older looking gnome uh, who introduces himself as Scramp Whittles. Uh, he hails from Luskin. He's been on ships for for years and years and years. He decided to to take up residence in Saltmarsh and, well, he needed a job. Uh, you find out that the goblin's name is Jeffrey. Uh, it was a name given to him by uh, some wonderful explorers towards the east. He doesn't remember what any of them look like, uh, but he does know that uh, he and his brethren overthrew uh, a orc ruler and then, upon earning their freedom, came to the surface. Uh, there is a uh, half-elf female uh by the name of tabitha beestinger she hails from daggerford uh and she is apparently an intern of uh she's a hireling under your disposal uh but the reason she got recommended this job was because her grandmother rosie thought that she would be perfect for the job itself uh and then the fourth crew member that you have is a a she stands about like six and a half feet tall, uh, dragonborn, dark black scales. You can see the skull-like horns kind of sticking in the front. And other, like unlike other dragonborn that you've seen, this one actually has a very large tail. Uh, it looks almost like she is leaning more towards the dragon side of things. And she introduces herself as Neris, uh, and she hails from Parnast. And on her higher form, you see that she is prone to nosebleeds. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> and it seems like they are all more than willing uh, to begin helping out on your guys' ship. And so after a... A brief introduction as to your captain is going to be Hish. You saw him walking down earlier. Oceanus is our secretarian. If you have any complaints, he's basically like an HR department. He's the only one able to frequently communicate back and forth with head office. Uh, and they all seem totally on board, completely understanding, uh, and are ready to actually help you guys out uh, in terms of getting the ship ready and they all come aboard. Uh, so Albus and Ullman, you all see these four kind of making their way up onto the deck as well. Uh, Ullman, you recognize that there are now four extra individuals that are going to be coming onto the ship. Uh, so you may need to make a larger meal or at least put on a second pot of coffee. Oh, goodness. I forgot there were going to be guests. I have to, I have to run a snore. No. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so after a quick run to the store, quick run back, uh, you guys are able to make meals for everybody, get everybody their coffee. Uh, and the these interns, Tabitha seems to really enjoy this this breakfast and coffee thing. Uh, Neris seems like she could definitely get used to it. Scramp claims to have already eaten on the way in, and Jeffrey insists that he does not eat breakfast. He believes that it is a ruse that was created by the orcs to trick them into eating more. Have you considered eating brunch? And Jeffrey looks over at you. What is brunch? Oh, my good friend, the glorious meal of brunch. It's a meal that takes place directly between breakfast and lunch, giving you the option to eat either food. And Neris leans down and kind of pats him onto the shoulder and says, It's incredible. You'll love it. And he just... Oh, oh okay. Uh, I will uh, I will see about this this lunch then. I'll put aside your portion here for brunch later. Now what's important is before you get to brunch, you have, and he puts down a muffin, a light snack with your coffee. And he looks down, just very confused. I'll do my best. I give him a, a wink and a finger guns. All right, and Hish will start directing the new hires, uh, post coffee and eggs, to help out uh, around the ship. And at that point, uh, Jeffrey ends up looking at the coffee, kind of puts his hands around it, uh, realizes that he has left it undrank for too long in the prospects of possibly having this at this mythical brunch hour. Uh, so he just slams the entire cup, stuffs as much food into his face as he can, kind of brushes off any of the crumbs that might have fallen on his uh, fancy little clothes. And they begin helping you guys out, getting ready to actually set sail. And it only takes about 45 minutes after you guys have actually gotten everything together to begin pushing away from the dock uh so before we uh leave was there enough time to go to the uh faithful quartermaster and check on my studded leather trench coat yeah it is definitely ready for you cool i get that before we leave yeah uh ulman actually had to run to the faithful quartermaster to get a uh to get seconds in uh for your guys's breakfast foods so he would have been able to go out, make that run, come back for you. No problem. Cool. All right. So, yeah, you guys push out and begin making your way south. And looking up at the helm, Hish definitely looks like he is in his element right now. Like being able to kind of direct people from one side to the other, uh, making sure that your ship is actually working perfectly fine. Uh Albus, you had looked at the maps uh, for a brief moment while within the Ack Inc. headquarters. Make a history check. Uh, do I get anything uh, lore-mongery for this? Or... Uh, your lore-monger proficiency? I added them all onto D&D Beyond, so if you go to your tool proficiencies and hover over lore-monger, it'll actually show up with a blurb of everything that you would get at rank 1. Nope. Uh, okay. So, history check, this would be a 10. Okay. 
Uh, you have a pretty good idea of where this landing point is. You saw the definite markings of a the definite markings of where you needed to go of landmarks uh and even though omen had said they had three different landing spots you can only really remember the one right now you didn't know that you were going to need to be navigating when you were initially looking at this map so it's more of just trying to recall that information and you guys end up sailing without any real issue uh at this point though i would like for albus you already made your history check to help uh to help remember the map so you're fine uh jill what position had you fallen under um if you had been given one uh yeah uh jill just said that she is ready to like pick up the slack with whatever like Whatever position's not filled, she's comfortable doing a lot of them. So. Okay, so you are an ABS, an able-bodied sailor. Uh, so you are just kind of helping out, uh, making sure that your new hires uh, have their sea legs about them. You see that a few... Uh, Neris is having a little bit of a difficult time on this ship. Uh, she came from closer to the mountain range. This is actually her first time really being out on the ocean, but she thought that this opportunity with Ak Inc. was a was a really good chance to kind of see the sights and and live it up uh and uh so i would like for you to make a wisdom check uh either a survival or a hmm. yeah, let's say a survival check unless mm, how do you okay. think that you could best suit your crew like what skills do you think that you would possess that would actually help move things along um, I mean, survival wouldn't be bad, I don't think. Uh, hmm. Yeah, maybe survival or maybe just, like, insight to, like, see, like, when crew are starting to feel uncomfortable or unsure and just okay. coming over to be like, hey, let me help you out. I like Here, that. Make an insight check. Okay, that is a... I scrolled off of it. 22. Okay. Yeah, so you are definitely able to help out uh, these crewmen. You see that, like, one of them looks like they are getting ready uh, to kind of take a break, possibly go and get some water, and before they can even really break, you are already there uh, with their, uh, like, with water, with everything that they would need to kind of keep themselves comfortable continue working uh and then Ullman. uh how do you feel you could best serve the crew uh as hish is doing his best to kind of give everyone direction uh and it seems like the crewmen are actually almost coming to you second uh to try and see if you know anything that they need to do uh if they can't find hish almost like a middle manager, but it's mostly just because you are dressed so much for the part that they really, like, they feel obligated to ask you. Uh, I think because of that, I feel slightly awkward, and I make myself scarce in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, so... Cleaning up from breakfast and, like making sure that people have snacks and stuff if they need to stop in or whatever. I'll say make a stealth check. 
help the crew by hiding. Nineteen. <laughs> All right. So, uh, whenever anyone comes in uh, to try and uh, possibly ask you for something or try and uh, get you to help out in terms of like heavy lifting uh, or anything that you feel like mm, maybe not for me. You are expertly able to, like, put up, like, create what looks to be a stack of barrels in a corner, so that way you are just kind of hiding around them. It is just a thin sheet in the style of these barrels, uh, but with your, uh, with your gelatinous mimicry abilities, you are able to kind of very easily just make yourself look like set pieces whenever anybody comes in. Uh, but you do manage to keep working and make sure that everybody has everything that they need. Jill will come by uh, every once in a while to grab some kind of food or some kind of water. And every time, Jill, you open up the door, you just don't really see Ullman in here. You hear him working, but you never see him. Oh, Ullman, are you in here? Shh. Don't, don't tell the other crew. Why on earth not? Uh... A stack of barrels like suddenly rotates sideways and is like disappears in profile as Olman's arm like has a weird ass shield on it. <laughs> uh because they keep coming to me like I know anything about sailing and asking me what to do. And I don't know what to tell them, so I'm hiding and making sure that things run smoothly here so that they go to Hish, the captain, and not me. Okay, well, one, I'm highly offended they wouldn't come to me next, but two, are you getting out of doing work? Do you realize how important the work I'm doing is here? Keeping people fed, making sure the kitchen is clean. A hungry crew <laughs> is a hangry crew, and a hangry crew is a bad crew. I'm glad you're playing to your strengths. I mean, I, I mean, if there's yes. something I can really do, let me know. Just, I felt uncomfortable with people continually asking me what to do and me not having any answers for them. It's fine. Just redirect them to me, and maybe they'll get the hint. God. <sighs> All right. Is there anything you need while I'm here? No, but you look like you could use a cookie. Well, yes, I could always use a cookie. Do you have any? <laughs> he offers you a plate. Oh, thank God. Okay. Right, I'm just going to take a few of these to, to go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you have like, like, there was like, a, there was like a, a small dozen cookies on the plate. And after Jill leaves, Jill, how many of these 12 cookies have you taken with you? probably like four yeah there's just uh there is an there is noticeably less cookies on the plate after jill leaves uh especially because you had been offered one so a total of five are currently missing um but yeah so uh Ullman just begins directing people towards you jill whenever they come and approach him asking what to do and your guys's travel eventually uh goes off without a goes off without a hitch and you manage to kind of sail along the sword coast without any real 
issue. It's actually kind of a nice day out. Uh, there are some of those large white billowy clouds just floating in the air. And Ullman, as much as uh, you kind of want to go out and enjoy uh, the spirit of adventure on Oliver's Triumph, you're just, man, you don't want to deal with people. you got a nice porthole you could just sort of look out through. It's nice. Um, and after about five hours or so of sailing, kind of getting everything, uh, getting everything together, you guys end up seeing uh, actually make perception checks as you guys are kind of sailing along the mire of dead men. Thirteen. Okay. Oh fuck! What is that? That's good. That's good. Um, twenty-five. Okay. So fifteen, twenty-five. Uh. Give me that 25, but take that that two off the front. Okay. <laughs> so, Ullman, I mean, you're in the kitchen. It's really not that yeah, big yeah, of a deal yeah. for you. Uh, but as you were looking out across the mire of dead men, you see that there are what look to be humans, uh, but they seem to be much more shambly. Uh, there are... Uh, you can actually see walking skeletons as well. It just seems like this mire itself is just ripe with undead uh and as your crew actually looks they all just sort of shake their heads the tales of the mire of dead men uh is actually pretty well known throughout the realms uh, in that there was a large battle that occurred here and there's just some uh there's not there's some pretty bad magic after uh after the believe it was the second sundering that caused the spell fire and the kind of create chaotic magic that was released with that kind of helped bring these uh these skelly men's and zombos to life so it's it doesn't look pleasant but you guys continue onward and you don't really you see them intersparsely but you don't necessarily see a lot of them and eventually albus you see that there is a there is a inlet uh, that eventually you guys kind of reach, and it is around uh, it's around a jutting piece of land, and you recognize the landmarks in your area as actually the um, this is the landing location that you were given by Omen, uh, or at least the one that you remember. And so, uh, kind of calling out to the uh to the crew uh hish recognizes okay this is where my navigator says this is where we need to stop and hish does trust you and so the ship does end up coming to a halt oceanus has made himself very scarce throughout a lot of this process trying to be wherever albus isn't and if they are on the deck at the same time oceanus is again just trying to distance himself and albus you see him shoot you glances uh but he that's it he's still here he hasn't run away uh but he just seems very on edge around you and uh eventually the ship uh as it comes to a stop uh the crewmen that you have end up uh going over to a uh to a smaller rowboat and 
begin uh, kind of hauling it down. And they say, all right, so we've been hired to take care of this boat. Uh, I believe that uh, head office had a different plan for the lot of you guys. Um, best of luck. And uh, at this, Hish uh, also just kind of nods and says, uh, Oceanus is in charge while we're gone, so do what he says. But don't leave us. Like, that's, like, priority one. I don't want to walk back. That, a lot of skeleton zombies through there. Just, mm -mm. And then uh, you guys all... Uh, there is a rope ladder that is then strung off the side of the ship that leads down into the raft, and the four of you end up making your way onto the ship and leading up to the shoreline. Uh, Hish and Ullman, I'm assuming, are going to be doing the rowing as that was, uh, as you guys had worked very well together on your small little raft uh, to rescue the chapstick mangled man that had jumped off the side of the cliff. Uh, and it takes you guys maybe about half hour, 45 minutes to actually get up to the shoreline and pull the boat in. And when you look into the woods, you can see that the it does look very marshy. The ground looks like it will sink every time that you step into it. Every, boot, every footfall is going to be accompanied by a, a brief squelching noise. And the forest looks very full. But as you are kind of getting up near it, you also see that there are trails that have been made that lead from the shoreline then deeper into the wood. And you can see that there are about two of them. Uh, one that leads uh, across the waves, more directing towards the river where you guys actually could have crossed over. Uh, and the other seems like it is going uh, deeper into the island, almost like a game trail. So shall we, Ullman? There's no time like the present. Okay. Uh, are, are we doing the, the Lizardman disguise plan or? Oh yeah, that. Well, right. we don't know where the settlement is yet, correct? Or did I blink on that? You kind of blanked on that at the time but you and everyone can make a history check I'll roll for his 12 Eight. 11 okay Hish got a 12 as well Albus uh, so the two of you remember generally like there is the the mountain uh kind of like the larger uh rock face that you guys had sailed around to get here you believe that the encampment of lizard people actually exist in that mountain uh whether it's they took over an old dwarven stronghold they made it themselves through some means they have determined themselves to occupy this area uh, and it looks like the brush that is coming, uh, the brush path that leads uh, north from where you guys are, or not north, it would actually be 
No, it would be north from where you guys are actually leads towards that uh, towards that large mountain. Well, how about we get closer to the settlement and then we can enact this plan? I think I would feel uncomfortable sending you two that far by yourselves. Yeah, I should probably take up appearances, though, now. Just in case. By all means. What we could do is that, well, we could set up camp somewhere closer. At least have a rendezvous point. That way, if you guys end up getting screwed, at least we'd be nearby to save your asses. Certainly. All right, well, might as well get walking then. Uh, and then uh, uh, Ullman, Hish will actually ask for your help uh, in kind of hiding away your guys' raft, uh, at least covering it with foliage, just sort of making it look more inconspicuous than, there's that ship over there. There's that little ship here. Mm, I wonder who that belongs to. Like, just to try and make it seem uh, a little bit more covert. So make a sleight of hand check with advantage. Twenty-three. Okay. Uh, so with your twenty-three, uh, Jill and Albus, if you guys hadn't been watching Olman cover up this ship, uh, you wouldn't know where your raft would actually be. It just looks He's very, good. very well put away. Very good. It's like the barrels. <laughs> Barrels. Almond should tell you about that. <laughs> and Hish sort of raises an eyebrow. Look, the, the crew was making things weird. They kept coming to me like I was the captain, and I didn't know what to tell them. So I snuck down back to the kitchen, made sure everyone was fed, and I like make my arm into the barrels, like. In, in alignment with them, and then I turn so that it, like, looks like the disguise. And Hish just laughs to himself and says, Oh, you know, the reason that, they're, that they get confused is because we both kind of looked apart, but you got rid of your robe, so... Or your cloak, so maybe that's what we should do. Just whoever's wearing the fanciest cloak on board. Like, oh, that's was... your go-to. Because if you don't wear thinking... a cloak, then nobody will bother you with these kind of questions. I was thinking of picking up another cloak, but if we needed to differentiate ourselves like that, I figured if they sailed with us long enough, they'd learn no, that no, I was no, the cloak. No, no, like, we could, we could both still wear cloaks. I'm not saying that you can't wear a cloak. Just maybe, like, the one with the green cloak. Yeah, sure. It's Captain. And, I mean, they step into that kitchen often enough. They'll know I'm the cook exactly they're just new they're just new they're they're still working on it and you guys begin making your way into the woods so i would like how are you guys approaching are you just like stomping through are you trying to be stealthier about it what is your how are you guys approaching as a ex-woodsman i attempt to help the party get through stealthfully okay 
I I like stealth. Stealth's fine. Stealth is fine. I I had assumed we were just going to walk straight in. But if Albus notices that everybody else is stealthing, he will also stealth. Not necessarily creeping, just not tromping. Yeah. The happy medium where we're moving decently quietly and paying attention to not stepping on branches and things like that. Okay. Uh, everybody can roll a stealth check then. Fourteen. Fourteen? Thirteen. Thirteen. Eighteen. All right. And Hish got seven. Uh, So as you guys are making your way, uh, you end up crossing over a more shallow part at the river where you're at. And you start getting into, uh, it. actually the river parts, there's a little land area uh, that is in between. So that way the river kind of flows around it. And as you guys get onto uh, this separate middle area, you hear a loud splooshing sound behind the three of you. And as you look, it seems like Hish had stepped on a slippy, a more slippy rock inside of the inside of this river, and has kind of caught themselves uh, in the water. And as the water splashes up, and Hish just looks back at you with this sorry kind of expression, uh, you all hear. Just coming from uh, slightly across the river from where you guys are at. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. Ah, I'm sorry. What did I hear? Zombies. <laughs> yes. Bullfrogs. Clearly, Zombie hopefully, bullfrogs. bullfrogs. Oh, gee, school. <laughs> All right, so I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit week after week. Dingo, we missed you. Uh, and you can find, normally we do sign outs with the first person there, but since Dingo's gone, you can find Dingo at off underscore the table on Twitch. I don't know what days. And Katie Faze's game on Monday. I don't know the times, but I know both those Yeah, places. so Monday is um, it starts at fuck. It starts at 7 my time. Wait. No. 8. 8 my time. Uh, and then she's also in a game on that channel on Tuesdays. It's a masks game. I forget the time. Check it out! <laughs> If you want more Dingo, go find those channels. And then also here for Salt Marsh. Uh, Kiana, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot, where I play video games with my friends. And, you know, if other people stop by, great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesdays, I am trying to play through my whole Steam library, three games at a time, an hour each. I decide if they're worth investing more time into or not by assigning Needle or Hay, uh, Needle and Hay stack. That is 5.30 to 8.30 Wednesday nights. And then on Sundays, I played multiplayer games with my friends, specifically like long campaign stuff. We did Borderlands, and now we're doing Divinity 2, though this week we aren't going to have a member, so we're going to play something else 
come join. It's uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Sunday. All right. And Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Cyber. I am on Twitter at CyberWolf1201. Uh, I tweet about stuff, usually shit posts, but sometimes I tweet about whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash CyberWolf1201, where I play video games so badly, but try to talk about the lore and world building. <laughs> um, right now we're playing through Watch Dogs, and I learned how I thought that I couldn't be a worse driver in a video game than I am in real life. But in real life, I haven't committed vehicular manslaughter. So that happened. Uh, archives of that go up to a YouTube channel that has a horrible URL, but you can find it in, in the doobly-doo there. Uh, consider subscribing so I can get a better URL eventually. Uh, you can find all the gameplay archives there as well as a podcast that Kyle with an N and I do called Let's Talk About It, uh, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about the RPG stuff that we did, like we did here. A new episode is coming eventually, whenever I edit it. That's fair. But for role-playing stuff, uh, you can find me here on Thursdays. Hey, you found us. Good job. You can also find me here on Mondays, uh, in the Four Keeps campaign playing Arjan, the the uh, black dragonborn uh, blood hunter with the, with the dragon dad who is real scurry. Yeah. All right. And Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hello, everyone. I am Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N on the Twitch and the Twitters. Um... I stream video games on my Twitch channel um, <laughs> on an irregular schedule. So check my Twitter to see when I'm playing what I'm playing. Right now I'm playing through uh, the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series. A lot of fun. Um, in terms of RPG content, uh, you can catch me, like I think I said before, uh, Mondays, 8 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash Phase, playing through uh, City's Edge, a Monster of the Week campaign. So that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, this and that are the only things I am doing at the moment. Um, more things to come soon. Also, please check out Let's Talk About It. It's available on YouTube. It's available on Anchor.fm. It's available on Apple. I think it's available everywhere except Spotify. Yep. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Excellent. And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, fella, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at Indoor Adventures, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as at 11 a.m. on Saturdays. That's our community day now because Wednesdays weren't working for me in the real in the meat space. So we switched it up. Uh other than that, we put all of the VODs for these shows up at youtube.com slash indooradventures, or you can find us on anywhere there is audio casts under the same name. Uh, and it would really mean a lot if you guys put a review or left some comments or something like that to let us know how we are doing. Uh, I like reading them. I like sending the comments that you guys send us to our players. It's really fun. 
yeah, other than that, we have a Patreon set up as well as a Discord. The Discord, you don't necessarily need to join us on Patreon. Uh, but if you follow the link in the description of this Twitch video or in the chat that I am going to post right now, then you can possibly join us on Discord. Also, additional reminder, I should probably have said this earlier, but for every follow that we get on this channel between now and the end of July 27th, I am going to be matching uh, with some monies so that way we can help out some people in need. Uh, other than that, we got our after show, Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large. And I feel like there are some pretty good questions that are going to come out of tonight's episode. So consider going to patreon.com slash indooradventures if you would like to help support us there. But with that, guys, thank you again so much for playing every week. And thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. And we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!